Do you think your dog might benefit from a little extra fitness? Maybe you want to tighten those left turns in agility or tighten their box turn in flyball. Or maybe they're just a bit clumsy and you need a little more body awareness. Welcome to the Canine Fitness Fanatics podcast with your host, Hannah Johnson. Join us as we talk dog fitness and other areas of canine health too. Our mission is to help condition dogs to reduce the risk of injury and increase longevity, whether that's in sporting dogs, working dogs or pet dogs. All dogs can benefit from a little extra fitness. Hey fitness fanatics! So today I want to talk a little bit about form and safety in regards to using fitness equipment. Lately we have spoken a lot about the importance of groundwork and we know that we talk about it an awful lot. However, once the dogs have got good foundations for each of the exercises at a groundwork level, we can then start progressing these exercises onto other equipment. Some of the areas I wanted to talk about in regards to safety on fitness equipment are form, suitable equipment, correct inflation, reps and sets, unstable equipment and angles, and also other options for changing the intensity of the exercise. Starting with, how is their form? So the first thing I want to talk about is actually their form. Now we talk about form a whole lot when we talk about groundwork and that doesn't change when we start moving exercises onto equipment. We still talk so much about a dog's form when we actually increase the difficulty of these exercises with equipment. Let's be honest, we didn't spend all that time correcting that form in the groundwork exercises for them to then be performing reps with poor form on the equipment. It's crucial that we know what correct form looks like for each exercise when moved onto equipment. So some areas of form do look the same. For example, if you're performing a stand that you've then moved on to become the bridging exercise, and then you've moved that bridging from stable platforms onto something like fit bones, so their front paws and their rear paws are at the same height, that form in the stand should look exactly the same. It shouldn't change, they should still have that forearm and rear past and perpendicular to the ground, their top line should be nice and level, and the head should be in neutral with all paws facing forwards, etc, etc. However, if you have progressed a stand into a front paws on position, which we actually class as its own exercise with its own areas of form, but not everybody realises that. As soon as you raise those front paws up, it does change the exercise because you change the angle that the dog is working on. Therefore, the criteria of correct form changes. So we need to be really aware of what each exercise is and then what correct form looks like within each exercise. There are many things that you can change to make an exercise more difficult, but not every piece of equipment is the same. Actually, some pieces of equipment are much harder than others. Being aware of which pieces of equipment are hardest for each exercise is important. And then actually knowing which pieces of equipment we can use as gradual steps to increase the difficulty so that we make sure that we do not jeopardise the dog's form even when we increase the difficulty. Is the equipment suitable? So next I want to talk about whether the equipment is suitable for your dog. 
So as we've already mentioned, each piece of equipment has its own properties and its own difficulty level. You need to make sure that whichever piece of equipment you're choosing is suitable for that specific exercise and also suitable for the dog that you are working with. There are many things we need to take into account, such as the size of the dog. If we take, for example, a Border Collie and a Papillon, immediately we realise the size of the two breeds is quite different. Therefore, the size of the equipment is going to greatly affect the exercise for each of those dogs. So if I wanted to perform the front paws on exercise with a fit bone for the Border Collie, I would be choosing the standard size fit bone, or potentially the giant fit bone, depending on the size of that collie, but also bearing in mind that that will raise the height and increase the angle that the dog is working on, which is something we're going to talk about more in a minute. However, when I'm working with a Papillon, I'm likely going to choose the mini fit bone for that front paws up position. The Border Collie could use the mini fit bone. However, that would be more challenging because of the much smaller surface area in comparison to the size of the dog. We've also got to be aware of the shape of the dog versus the equipment that we are using. So if I wanted to perform a stand lengthways along a fit bone, I'm going to have to take into account the length of the dog when choosing which fit bone I use. Also being aware that the giant fit bone will only allow up to a certain size of dog to stand lengthways along this fit bone while holding correct form. This is where it becomes slightly more of a challenge with large and giant breed dogs because we normally have to work onto bridging a bit faster rather than using a single platform for these dogs when it comes to balance equipment. You can have a custom made solid platforms for these large dogs, but actually there's no balance equipment that would allow them to stand lengthways while holding correct form on them. The longest piece of equipment that I'm aware of is the Flexiness Fit Stage Big Bar, which I think is 125 centimetres long. So with any piece of equipment, we may be able to ask them to stand on it, but if they're actually too long for the length of that fit bone, even the giant fit bone, for example, then likely negative changes in form that you'll see are things like arching of the spine, the back legs maybe being tucked further under the body, and potentially the front legs being tucked further underneath the body. So actually setting those front legs back and setting the back legs further forwards where they have to collect the limbs to be able to actually stand on the equipment. This is not ideal if you're aiming to improve their posture in a stand, because we still want to see those forearms and rear pastons perpendicular to the ground and the top line at nice and level. We don't want the dog to have to compensate within that exercise. If you're specifically working on balance within collection, then that's okay. But I would never recommend only doing this. You need to make sure that you balance out their fitness plan to include holding correct form in a stand, otherwise you may just encourage your dog to hold that incorrect form in a stand. Is the inflation correct? Something else to take into account is actually, is the inflation correct for that specific dog? How inflated or deflated the equipment is will affect the difficulty of that piece of equipment. Generally speaking, for small dogs, harder equipment is easier and softer equipment is therefore harder. Bigger dogs have a tendency to be the opposite of this, so the soft equipment is slightly easier in difficulty, whereas the harder equipment tends to be harder in difficulty. So for example, if I had a little chihuahua, the harder equipment, or more inflated equipment, is likely to be easier than the softer or less inflated equipment. 
Whereas if I had a Labrador, the softer or less inflated equipment is actually easier and the more inflated equipment is harder in difficulty. However, this is only a general rule and we do have exceptions to the rule. Remember, all dogs are different and you do have to experiment a little bit with the inflation level for each dog. We need to make sure that the inflation level is correct as we don't want to make an exercise too difficult too soon. Again, here we want to be watching that form and if the dog loses form, then we need to have a look at the inflation rate to see if that is okay for that dog and exercise. And if they lose form, even after you've played around with the inflation rate, then they likely aren't ready for that piece of equipment. Something else to take into consideration is actually when you sort of go to the point of almost overinflating the equipment. So for the fit bones, if you actually make that really quite hard, the other thing that happens is actually it will rock backwards and forwards more. So then it's it changes again in its properties. So being really aware of all the changes that the equipment goes through when you change the inflation rate is really important. Do we need to change the sets and repetitions? Another thing to take into consideration when we move dogs onto equipment is, do we need to change the number of sets and the number of reps the dog is doing? Because we're making the exercise more difficult by introducing that balance equipment or even solid equipment, do we then need to maybe lower the number of sets and the number of reps to make sure the dog holds good form throughout all reps and sets of the exercise. Introducing the fitness equipment makes the difficulty harder, so you're increasing the intensity. Therefore, we find that we need to lower the amount of sets and reps to make sure the dog can perform this exercise successfully and safely throughout all reps. We don't always have to. Some dogs can transfer onto equipment and perform the same number of sets and reps. So this is where we come back to our form, making sure we know what good form is so we can watch them and make sure they hold that good form once you've moved them onto the equipment. Are we changing the angle when using equipment? Next, what I want you to think about is, are we maybe changing the angle the dog is working on when we are using the equipment? So what I mean by this is, are we asking the dog to just place front paws on, for example? Because if you are, suddenly that then changes the angle at which the dog is standing. So even though their front paws are the ones that are on the equipment, actually you shifted more weight into their back legs by raising those front legs up. The back legs are taking much more weight than they usually would. Therefore, they are having to work harder. Remember, it's not only the limbs of the dog that are on the equipment which are being affected by the difficulty. So for example, if I took Aurora, my border collie, and asked her for front paws on a fit bone, actually her back legs are working harder than her front legs. Those forelimbs are having to do some stabilising, but actually because the back legs are taking most of the weight, they are the ones that are primarily being worked. And because of that, we also have to take into consideration that the dog's core is being engaged. So whenever they have to shift weight away from their normal distribution, for example, when you change the angle that they're standing on, they have to engage their core more than they normally would. However, coming back to my original point, if you were, let's say, bridging between two fit bones, because you're using fit bones that are of the same height, there is no angle change. This is providing that you're using two standard size fit bones, for example, and the inflation level is the same. This would also go for if you were using too many fit bones or too giant fit bones. But if then you maybe placed your dog's front paws on a fit paws donut 
and then their back paws on a fit bone, the fit bone is lower than the donut. So again, you're still changing the angle, even though their front paws and back paws are both on pieces of equipment. If balance equipment is too much of a challenge, what else can we do to alter the difficulty? So let's say that you have tried moving a specific exercise that your dog is performing really well at a groundwork level onto some fitness equipment, but actually they're finding the equipment more difficult than you anticipated. We then maybe need to think about other things we can do to alter the difficulty of the exercise to progress them further before then trying that piece of equipment again. So obviously you could try an easier piece of equipment if you've got that easier piece of equipment. However, there are other things you can do without altering what equipment you're using. So there's actually other things you can do at that groundwork level with each exercise. As we've already briefly mentioned, you can change the angle of the exercise. So remember, you can change that angle without introducing balance equipment. So you could use a solid platform to change the angle that a dog is working on. Your next option is then actually raise the height that your dog is working on. So rather than changing the angle, so just raising one side of the dog, you could actually use a solid platform to raise your dog slightly off the ground while keeping them level. And this actually increases the balance element of the exercise. So similar to us, when you stand slightly higher off the ground, you actually further engage your balance. To give you an example, let's say I placed a just a plain plank of wood on the ground that was about eight inches wide maybe and asked you to walk across it. Most people likely won't struggle with that. However, if I prop that plank up so it's just a few inches off the floor, it actually becomes harder to balance on that plank even though the plank itself hasn't changed. So raising the height is another way you can change the intensity and increase the difficulty of the exercise. Another few ways you could change the difficulty would be to change the duration of each rep. Or you could change the number of reps, or you could change the number of sets they're doing within each exercise. So there are actually lots of ways in which you can alter the difficulty of an exercise without introducing equipment to better prepare them for the equipment. I'm really hoping that you found this podcast episode valuable and that this will help you a little bit when you're thinking about the safety side of working with any kind of fitness equipment. Whether it's raised platforms or whether it's balance equipment, we still always have to take that form into account. If you take just one thing away from today, I really want it to be, look at your dog's form, know what good form is, is their form good? Do they lose form when you try to change that exercise in a specific way? If so, we need to look for a different way to alter the exercise to make sure that they are not losing form. I still see lots of poor form being posted up on social media and in fitness groups, etc. Often because the exercise has been progressed before the dog is actually ready. And this is something that I want to bring much more awareness to. I do not think that people do it intentionally. I honestly do just think it's a lack of awareness. So this is something I really, really want to do. I really want to build more awareness of just how important that form is and making sure that we aren't rushing our dogs to harder exercises and harder equipment too soon. If you're also passionate about this and really wanna help bring more awareness to this side of conditioning, then please do feel free to share this podcast. Feel free to share it as much as you like to try and reach lots of people so that everybody starts to see and learn a little bit more about form in different exercises. 
If you have questions about forming different exercises, always feel free to drop me a message and I can definitely help you out. You also have access to lots of different exercises and what the form looks like and what good form looks like in each exercise on our app and also within some of our courses as well. So if you need any information on any of that, please do just get in touch with me. You can contact me. I'll put my email in the description below. Drop me a message and we can chat about that. I want to say a massive thank you to all our wonderful audience for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Canine Fitness Fanatics podcast. Our mission is to help condition dogs to reduce the risk of injury and increase longevity, whether that's in sporting dogs, working dogs or pet dogs. All dogs can benefit from a little extra fitness. So if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe, share and leave a review to help us reach more people and help dogs around the world. Remember fitness fanatics, form is everything. Mm -hmm.